Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation. Thanks for listening. And so I wrote down three things, typed out three things right before um, we jumped on here. Three things that came to mind as we think about this, right? So again, I'm going to say it one more time. My hypothesis is that without like a vision or an idea, right, of something more beautiful that we're longing for, that we can envision, that we can kind of see where we want to get to. I don't think that our sobriety will be able to be sustained. If if we're going into whatever behavior we want to stop, whether it's food or sex or alcohol or drugs or whatever, if all we're focusing on is what we want to stop doing and we don't have a vision for what we're actually longing for, the person that we want to become, I don't, I don't think that it's going to be able to be sustained. And so I think there's three things I want to set up here that we can riff on is firstly, when we think about this, I think we first have to recognize that I think one of the aspects of true freedom is having no secrets. You know, if I'm hiding, it's probably not good for me, whatever I'm hiding, right? If I'm withholding from those that I'm close to and that love me, that's probably not good for me. You know, one of my litmus tests for me now is like, because again, I don't want us to hear this wrong. Like, I don't think that we should all go around telling everybody everything about us. But like for me personally, if I can't talk to my wife about it, then I probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. If, um, if my, like, that's kind of my first litmus test right now. I mean, obviously God, um, I, I should, probably shouldn't say obviously, but we, we you know, we want to honor God in, um, um, as Christians or as people that profess faith in Christ. But for me, like really on the ground practical, it's like, if I can't talk to my wife about it, if my know my wife's going to be hurt or disappointed by it, then I shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. It's, and it, there's a, there's a big, I think there's a large amount of um, effort that we put into that where it's not about trying harder. It's about trying differently. And what you're saying is I need to be okay with not having a, not having a secret with someone. Yeah. Not with everyone. Not with everyone. So that, with yeah. Someone. So that means being who you truly are with at least someone. With at least someone. When I mean truly who you are, it's truly open where they know everything about you, even the stuff they don't want to. And it needs to be somebody who really cares about you, right? Because I, I used a, a pretty mm-hmm. basic example of a spouse, but not everyone's married. But like, I'm not saying like to your barista at Starbucks who doesn't really know you. I'm talking about like somebody who loves you and really cares about your well-being. There's got to be somebody, at least one person, at least maybe a couple people in your life that know um, what's going on. Like, I just think a good litmus test to start this out is just to say that if we're harboring secrets, that should kind of be a check engine light on the, you know, there's probably something going on in me that I'm not, because if, if, if the goal is to really envision something more beautiful and more better, um, if we're hiding our behaviors, how, how is that more beautiful and more better? Because usually beauty is something we wanted to put on display. You know, yeah. you, you, don't, you don't go to like a museum and see a bunch of trash. Like you, you go to a museum and you see these artifacts of our shared humanity. Um, you see beauty. And so beauty we want to put on display. And so if we find ourselves hiding, that, that kind of tells us that intuitively we're ashamed of it which means that it's probably not good for us. Yeah, or we're trying to protect it in an unhealthy way. And so like the, pe- the people that, 
like you said spouse, but like in the refuge this way, we encourage, we say like, find your three. So it's those three other guys who you're sharing those things with, because then it's not being carried by just one other person. It's carried by a group of guys. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So again, I wrote three things down. So I just wanted to start off with that one. That one's a little different than the other two, but again, um, instead of just stopping the behavior, whatever the behavior is, that's part of it. But again, we're talking about pursuing beauty instead of ashes. What is it that we actually want to become? And so the second question I think for us to ponder is, so if the first one is, what, what are your secrets, right? That's the first one. What are your secrets? D- does that close person or close persons know what is actually going on in your life? I'll never forget Rich Plass. Um, you know, who's a sage of ours, man. He's, he's been such a gift to the refuge. He's uh, in his seventies, just a man, a man of faith, um, someone who's counseled and pastors and, and leaders around the country and who, who we've had the honor of being coached and mentored by. But I remember, I remember it's a little crass, but man, I really think the strong language gets the point across. But I remember Rich Plass saying years ago, Austin, you might've been there, but he just said, somebody better know what the hell's going on. You know, yeah. somebody better know what's going on in your heart and in your life. Doesn't mean everyone needs to know, but somebody better know. Because mm-hmm. if not, you're setting yourself up for, for some pain and, for, and, and not only for yourself, but for others. So what secrets are you harboring? And if so, why? That's the first question I think we have to come to terms with. Um, because again, if, if the goal is to be pursuing what's beautiful, you know, for me, my, my purpose statement, right, is to help others, um, help others grow in, in knowing and in, in believing and really embodying what is true, good, and beautiful. Jim Cofield wants me to add beautiful to that. Oh, it was Cliff. Oh, it was Cliff? Okay. I yeah. Cliff. He likes threes. But Those cro- the cross point guys are like Yeah, the that. cross point guys. But right, um, things that we find true, good, and beautiful typically aren't things that we hide or that we, we create secrets around. So what secrets do you have? That's the first one. Secondly, what is it that you want to become? Can you see it? Can you envision it? Because I think a lot of us that struggle um, with unwanted behavior, um, it, it stems in some sense from a, from, from, a, from a place of futility. And what I mean by futility is just a sense of meaninglessness in life. Like I'm lacking meaning. Um, I'm lacking just a sense that my life matters. And so I find myself in an effort to soothe myself, right? And to soothe my loneliness and to soothe um, my boredom, if you will, you start to engage in these behaviors that ultimately cause you harm and even cause others harm. And then you end up getting stuck and you can't get out. And that's what we call addiction, right? So what is it that you want to become? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part three in our conversation. We'll see you then.